episode number 34 of the Tar and Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, it's another birthday bonanza week again. How are you doing at the ripe old age of 33? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, so last week was my birthday bonanza, as you put it. This week we've got yours coming up, so yeah, it's a, it really is a birthday time of the year. And we're heading towards the festive period, so uh, you know what that means plenty bloody food and drink to give you reasons not to run but we are we are both powering through and keeping the running going how are you getting on well before you get on to me i've got a bit of a bone to pick with you now i rambled on last week there was no uh-huh. cowbell um and i know uh, where this i know where this is going by the way and, Please and i continue. mentioned we, we mentioned we spoke for about 10 15 minutes about birthday sessions and i gave you all these options so i, I go on tom strava and all, every single day, he always puts up a fancy title, you know, uh, 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 10, 10, my, 10 with Ben or 10 <laughs> with the, the like Metro Massive. And, uh, and, and I go into his birthday day and all it said was morning run. <laughs> after, after all that, all that chat about doing a, a 3.3K interval times three at 3.33 per kilometre, Tom does absolutely bugger all and he just puts <laughs> morning run. Now, come on, explain explain my, my waste of energy explaining that and giving you something exciting to look forward to in your birthday. So, this is what I was talking about earlier on in, the, in the, the month, that this is a very difficult time to run, So I this time of year. So, I'm planning out my week and I realised on Friday I've got a work lunch at 12 all the way through till six and then being my birthday i'm going out for dinner with fiona and i and i have a meeting we have a meeting at work at half seven in the morning and i'm thinking the only opportunity for me to 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 run is before work so my run was at i go i thought i just got up went to work jumped on the treadmill i was planning to do six miles 5.8 miles in nature calls had to call it short and sprint to the disabled toilets next to the uh next to the gym but yeah, so in all that, I just I spent I was on the treadmill for about forty minutes and I was trying to work out what I'm gonna call this thing and can I do anything interesting? And it just nothing came to me, mate. What can I say? I just it's not it's just the priority was getting the run in rather than getting something fancy in. And we're I'm looking forward to seeing you set an example then this Wednesday. Have well, you got I'm something not, planned? I'm not angry, Tom. I'm I'm just hugely disappointed. I mean, you could have put 33 minute tempo or something something fun you know just you don't even you're even recording on a treadmill you could even have lied you could even, <laughs> everyone would believe you you had no nothing on 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 strava indicating that it would be a it would it would it would have came from your watch so but that was that was part of my difficulty was i got i literally i was running suddenly i had to bolt to the toilet and then i was like right well i might as well just go and get a shower and go to work go walk across the car park to work now so i was it was a busy morning, straight to the Christmas party, back home, straight birthday plans, and it was only on like Saturday morning I realised, oh yeah, I never, I never named that. In my defence, I don't tend to name all my runs, so that's maybe why it's it's coming like that. Right. Ah. Fair enough. Well, I'll see you... if I can. If I, I'll, I'll see if I can be a bit more creative than than morning run. Um, you can raise the bar if it if, if it even appears on Strava. 
I'm a, I'm a, I like to keep my sessions private. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to, yeah. In well, actually, you In case everyone follows, follows what I do and becomes as good as me. I okay, very good. Well, you've actually got no excuse because you quite often just add your runs later on. So you could just add a manual run. Say you didn't run with your watch. Say you ran with no watch. Add a manual run and call it 33 minute 10k, something like that. You know, 33 minutes of hell or whatever you want to call it on your your birthday bonanza run. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll have a think. Um, so yeah, feel free to to follow me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> already followed me. Give. Uh, let's see if we can get more than the one one kudos for my uh, birthday bonanza run. Then, um, what I would say is, I do I do put up all my sessions. Um, well, most of them anyway. But uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks of uh, the last few weeks have been pretty. I've just been running without a watch. So, um, but now I've got no I've got no issue with people following my. My, my sessions I know some people don't that's a question for you Tom some people either privatise their, their sessions or uh, I mean some elites probably don't you know they, they keep they keep off Strava because they don't want their competitors to, to see what they're doing I think Aye. that's that, that is something isn't it Private, yeah pri- that's right privatising your Strava like the like the NHS or something exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah anyway. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that I mean I, I okay I get some people maybe don't want to give away the secrets. But then today, you still got to do the work. You know, it's just because you've seen what I'm sure I could find a, a copy of what Mo Farah's doing. I ain't gonna be running any Olympic medals. You know, you've still got to have the talent and go out and work for it. So I, I don't know. I, I'm a big. I think it's good to share. It's good to sharing is caring, and it's you know if someone can see you're you're running and and be inspired to go out. That's uh that's all the better. I totally agree, Tom. Totally agree. So what else have we got in the week? We've got uh, we were having a chat before the show, and um, we've actually got TRS Sports Person Running Personality of the of the Year awards, don't we? We do, yeah. TRS Personality of the Year, let's call it as a, its a official uh, name. So yeah, we were in spot last night. This time of year is obviously Sports Personality of the Year. So I was watching it. I thought it was crap this year, but uh, I we so we are going to do one better. We are going to have our own Tartan Running Shorts Personality of the Year. And we'll run through a few shortlists that we've got and then we will reveal who we feel is the deserves deserves that accolade for 2018. And we're also going to chat about our own highlights of the year, um, our personal running highlights. So mm. in terms of achievements, uh, personal bests, uh, all that kind of stuff as well. So in for a cracking episode. We haven't got any interviews lined up. We're just going to interview each other today. Um, but next week, however, it's going to be another exciting episode. Oh, we yes. we did record the TRS uh, birthday bonanza with guests podcast episode of episode number thirty five. Yes, our first pre-recorded. Some, yep, exactly. So we've got quite a few. We had a fantastic guest. I think we had about nine of us, eight of us, nine of us. I think there was eleven of us actually. There, there you go, including us. That, that's why. Yeah, I, I did, that's I right. Us yeah, that's one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> So, in terms of training this week, how was your training? Last week was good, so I did, uh, uh, last week was 69 miles. Uh, good old 69, Tom. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Fantastic. 69 last week. So, that was, uh, it was a fine week, yeah. Started to, you know what, I know I've been bitching and moaning on here that I'm feeling a bit, a bit sluggish since the marathon, but last week was the first time I felt really good, really, like, actually a bit lively, and I ran a session on Wednesday with mile reps, did four mile reps, shooting for about 10k pace, and felt I was able to 
push on and actually hold on to a pace, which was good. So that was quite, that was good. Uh, real good confidence booster before the racing at the end of the year. And then on Saturday, amidst Storm Deirdre, or whatever she's called, which was absolutely hellish wind, I went out and did a wee session. The pace was all over the place because of the wind, but the, the effort was there, so that was quite good. And I finished off with a cheeky 18-miler with some of the lads at the club um, yesterday yesterday morning. So that was good. So, yeah, a good week. I feel like I'm starting to come back through now. It's a bit longer than I would have liked, but... Um, yeah, we're, we're heading towards it. And actually, I haven't really... I don't know if I said this in the podcast. I did have a... Our Christmas plans have totally changed. I had a, plan, a race entry for the Tilly 10K, which uh, I can't do anymore. But what I am doing is I've got an entry for the Ribble Valley 10K on the 30th of uh, November. So my... So my... Uh, unfortunately, not going to get that race. And I'm gutted because the Tilly 10K, for those listeners who are doing it, looks like it's going to be fantastic. And I hope to do it next year. But the Ribble Valley 10K... Is going to be a quick one. Now you know all about that race. That's my. Uh, that's the time of my PB or the race of my PB. So nice. Yeah. Uh, ah. Yeah. It's, it holds very, very close to my heart, Tom. <laughs> what did you? What did you run there? Uh, Thirty. I can't. I was going to say I can't remember, but of course I remember. Of course you can. <laughs> Four seconds faster than Cameron's time. Nice. So, uh, when? When was that? Uh, God, it was a. We're, we're talking a couple of years back now, Tom. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, but that's actually a good question. I think it was 2016, so uh, 3046. That was my PB. It still is okay. my PB. Um, so yeah, I think I'd love to go back there and uh, reassess the the PB. But again, I'm going to have to train specifically for that. I was going to the year after that. I was in fairly good shape to, and we were actually travelling to Ripple Valley or Cliverville, and um, we got to the borders and. We got a, a face. Well, it was a Facebook message came up because it was it was a year when there was really bad flooding, um, and the the start line was underwater. <laughs> oh wow! So they had to cancel the race because um, you had to. There's no way you could have done the race, but obviously because it was flooded. So I mean, you're not going to get a PB if you're you're swimming through the bridge, are you? So, <laughs> no. so that was a shame. But uh, yeah, I'm sure the conditions are going to be better for you this year, Tom. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do. Really talk good. To me hear... th- Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, talk me through the course then. Well, the best way of describing the course, Tom, is uh, the first sort of it's very undulating. It's okay. An undulating 10k, but the undulations are favourable, if that makes right. sense. Right. Okay. Uh, but I mean, it's, it starts in it's a looped course. So it starts and finishes at the same place. The first, um, the first, the start of the race is rapid because you go downhill slightly. So you're going probably about 400 meters flat. Then you go downhill, and then you go. There's a, a bit of a gradual uphill for a while until okay. you get just past the probably about a mile and a half. And then after a mile and a half, you, you're just you, it's just rolling undulations, but nothing nice. too steep. It's a fantastic course. I oh, I love it. Um, I think it suits certain people. Um, you know, some people like a, a pancake flat course. Other people like slight undulations. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, it's a great course. Um, so and it's a great field as well. So I, I think oh. that's. I'm sure that'll be the same this year as well. Uh, have well, you, you start I, ha- I have, yeah. So if I read off the starts at the moment, so and it's ordered. It's in ordered by 10 kpv. So Johnny Miller 2850. Tom Anderson, 29.22. Derek Hawkins, 29.24. Ben Fish, 29.38. Andy Douglas, 29.46. If I skip just to some Scottish names. Neil Reno, 30.04. Craig Ruddy, 30.13. Uh, 
uh, Kenny Wilson, but we know Kenny's not doing it, unfortunately. Um, Cal McKenzie, 30-49, is on the list. Uh, who else Scotch is on the list? I didn't uh, realise Ma- I had uh, a three-second faster PB than Cal. Do you? There, there you go. Cling on to that. Uh, look, I'm going to that'll rub it in. His face <laughs> well, I'm sure I know he listens, so. That's so anyway, so so you get you get the theme there. It's a it's a it's a bit of a rapid field. And on the women's side, Jess Coulson, Jess Judd. That'll be interesting to see how Jess Judd goes. Uh, Julie Briscoe, Georgia Melier, and of course the fifth fastest seed, Fiona Bryan, with a 34-42 PB. So no, uh, we'll see how she goes. She's she's really coming back into it. So. Um, yeah, so both both excited to run that. It works out well because we're down that way anyway for Christmas. And do you know what I like? What's what I'm really quite liking is unlike the sort of you know your Leeds, your Glasgow's, which are great events and great 10Ks. This is on country roads, and it looks to be a beautiful part of the world. It's a lovely race, and do you know what I like about the race as well? It's a it's a club event as well. It's not a commercial yeah. uh, organised 10K or half marathon. You know, it all gets as far as I'm aware, it gets fed back into the club. So. Um, it's yeah, just a great, great race. You know, there's no, no fancy, no fancy stuff. Just uh, you know, a raw 10k, closed country roads. Um, and I, in fact, I don't even know if it's closed country road. It must no, I think it is. Um, and it's just a, you know, just a, a sports hall. There's nothing fancy about it. Just a fast course of top athletes going along and getting trying to, go, trying to hit a time. You know, great race. So yeah, Very good, good luck with that, Tom. So yeah, thank you. That seems uh, another good uh, session, another good week for you. So fingers crossed, things start start going well. Absolutely. And how about you? How was your training week last week? Where did I start, Tom? All those miles I've been doing. Um, <laughs> I've been getting getting the volume back up again. Uh, starting to feel a little bit fresh again. I think every week I, I say I'm starting to feel a bit fresher after that 81 walk, 81 mile <laughs> walk I did. Um, so yeah, no, I, I did. I did a long run, longish run on Sunday. Um, I uh, what did I do? Saturday I went out for a, a kind of steady run, rather than going out and, and going for a, you know an actual fast session. Just because of Storm Deirdre, geez, oh, would have blew oh, me away. No. Um, so so yeah, I did a forty mile run. I was going to run with uh, a couple of the guys, uh, Sam Milton, Rob Sinclair, and Will, Will Stewart. So they, they invited, kindly invited me up for a run, but. The the time uh, the time I got you know woke up in the morning and looked at the message uh, I, I kind of missed the boat to be honest but they start they actually started um, near where I'm the Sui Sui side that probably doesn't make make any sense to anyone but it's a few miles away from where I stay and uh, I started off running and there was a lot of snow on the Saturday night overnight into the Sunday morning so I was running along and I'm running I'm like oh first one up the hill and then all of a sudden I take take a right onto the Gordon's Way and uh, I saw all these kind of running footprints what appeared to be running footprints and I'm running along these footprints I'm going these footprints have got a, a, a fairly hefty stride on them and I'm and, and, and I'm <laughs> going uphill by this point I'm going the boy the, this is this isn't just a normal runner you know this is somebody who's pretty powerful going up the hills with a stride like that or is an absolute giant uh, <laughs> <laughs> transpired to be uh, Rob, I think it was Rob Sinclair's footprints I was I was tracking probably an hour behind him um, so, uh, so that was quite funny just smelling the s- smelling the scent of all these ultra runners uh, <laughs> who, who, who were who were already out before the before me before the sun sun was rising so so that so that was that that was my Sunday and uh, 
I've just been out for a run today, and yeah, I'm just starting to think about yeah, just getting back into it. Now, one thing I'm going to say, Tom, and I did mention this to you last week. So I did a weight session last last <laughs> week. I think it was a Wednesday. Now yeah. I, I did do anything crazy. I thought right, I've got half an hour to spare. Instead of doing an easy run, let's go and hit the gym. So I, I go in there, I hit the gym, and I did three sets of eight eight repetitions of squats, deadlifts, and plyo jumps. Mm-hmm. Something fairly powerful, but n- nothing too heavy. Now I say nothing too heavy. Something that's gonna I'm gonna get some sort of training effect from it. Uh, now I tell you what, see straight after that half an hour, my legs were shaking. I was really? absolutely plastered. I say plastered. I was. I had nothing left in terms of energy, just in my legs, um, and and the the weight wasn't that much. So, uh, the last few, two or three days um, after the Wednesday, I was I, I was so sore I could hardly run. I was I was just goosed. I couldn't even do a nine minute mile. Blame so me. The the moral of the story is I've I've realised I've got a hellish weakness in my legs at the moment. Uh, and I'm really needing to get a little bit stronger. So I'm going to start okay. doing a weight session once a week at the moment, and we'll see how things go from there. Cool. So, uh, yeah, other than that, Tom, that's my training. And how, how how's your, your hips? How it's, are your uh, hips? It's my left hip. My glute's still a bit tight and a bit, a bit sore, to be honest, but it's not inj- it's it I say it's a different... I say it's, it's not an injury as such, because maybe it is an injury, but I'm managing the injury. Mm-hmm. Um I just need to. It could be just tightness. I'm not not too sure, but I, I, uh, I am going to see somebody about it. <laughs> That's what you said last week. <laughs> I, know. I did actually tap in uh, Spear Physio's door, and uh, I, I was looking for James actually, but he was he was preoccupied with someone else. He's a busy guy, so he is a busy uh, guy. Yeah, I, I'll chat to him this week hopefully before he before he buggers off for Christmas. Yeah, that's uh, you should have got him on Saturday when he was at round for TRS and friends. You know, we keep uh, we keep our work our, our work uh, our work running <laughs> out efforts. Yeah, <laughs> aye, but now nah, I've been rolling it. I, when I roll it, it, it does loosen it off a little bit. So, yeah, but I, I really need to get it sorted. Nice. Well, yeah, you do need to get it sorted because we we need you to be hitting the ground running start next year. So yeah, I suppose that brings us on to well next year. I know we're going to chat about goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to chat about goals in this episode, or we're going to leave it until later on in the new year? What's your thoughts? We, I'm. We... Do you know what? I'm happy to go goals now. Are we going to I keep mean... the keep the listeners in suspense until next? Year? Well, well, why don't we wrap up this year? Talk about our feel. Our talk about our our thoughts and feelings. <laughs> we talk about how we talk about how we think this year's gone. We can wrap that up into our tartan shorts personality of the year. And then we can, after the new year, we can talk about the next year. I say that because this my bloody goals for next year are going to depend on this 10k goes <laughs> next weekend. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, yeah, well, let, let's do that. I mean, I've 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 got I haven't got any any plans for tonight. Debbie's away, so I've got as much time as, as, okay. as you want. I'm sure you've got more plans than me. Debbie's in Poland, of all places, tonight. So, all right. Uh, well, my uh, wife's out. My wife's out at a yoga night. A yoga yoga christmas night out tonight oh so there, yeah there we go. with all the with all the run for it ladies and and gents who, who do yoga on a monday night the runners are out for a i think they're going for an indian so um yeah so i'm also home alone oh, well, i've even got a, i've even got a beer with me tonight you know of all of all times to have one i am beered <laughs> out after the weekend i, mean, I need yeah staff works night out uh trs um 
birthday bonanza and guests on on Saturday. It's geez, oh, need a break from it. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, are we going to crack on? Will we? Right. So, the 2018 highlights. Tom, what's right. your biggest highlight of 2018? So for me, me my own highlight. So it's got to yeah. be Frank. It's got to be right. Let me. So the two two highlights. As a pure runner, my times. It's got to be Frankfurt. That was absolutely beyond what I thought I could run. If someone had said to me at the start of the year, "You're going to run two thirty in autumn," I would have just laughed them off, you know. And uh, I thought I could go. I thought two thirty-five was a realistic number, but it, the way it came together, how good I felt on the day. I was so pleased and proud of how I executed with a negative split over a minute. Yeah, that was that is without a doubt the hi- the highlight, and it's it just shows how a marathon, if it goes well, it can live in. You can love it because I'm now super pumped to do another marathon. I remember after London, when it didn't go so well in April, I was just like, oh god, I can't be bothered doing another marathon. And it just shows, you know, for me the execution went so well. I was hurting from 35k, but I was able to run hard, and that. To finish a marathon like that, as I said at the time, it's an eye-opener for me. The negative split is the way to go. And we've seen, we'll talk about performances from Scottish athletes. We saw Steph 12 run uh, low 230s in a similar negative split. And it's it's uh, it's maybe a safe way to run, but it, it, it yields a great race experience. So that's my first exp- first highlight. Just talking about the that highlight, so... Um... So just for the listeners, because not you know some people this is our first time listening, unfortunately to Tartan Running Shorts. Where have you been? Where have you been? Firstly, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. So my point being, what was your what, what was your PB from April in the the, the marathon? Was it it was two thirty? So you got so, your PB down from two thirty eight. So that right? yeah. So last so October two thousand and seventeen, around two 2-39-24. In Chicago, and then went into London with a much quicker half. Thought I was going to run 2:35 in London, and didn't. Just you know, to be honest, I just struggled on struggled on the hot day. That was all. And I ran 2:40 and and change. I can't remember what the the seconds were. So going to Chicago, I ran a quicker half. So I went. I ran a a minute quicker my half. I thought, okay, that's that's good. I was down to 1:11.40 for the half, but I know that I've I've run well with the half before and not delivered. So then to go into Frankfurt and take. You know, I was looking for two thirty-two or quicker, and ended up running two thirty fifty-seven. So, yeah, just you took eight minutes off your PB. That's amazing. Dreamland, yeah, eight and a half minutes, yeah. Eight and a half minutes. That's that's almost two miles for Mo Farah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe gets two miles almost. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's been a few things I've done differently this year. I'm, my mileage is definitely harder. Um, I've got my, you know, my training is. Probably a bit more specific, you know. Working with Robbie Simpson this sort of the summer is, was great in terms of getting a bit of structure. So, you know, that's you know, and that that was something that came kind of discuss. You know, I was chatting to Ginny Barand, our, our ladies' captain at the time, who's Robbie's girlfriend, and she said, "Okay, well, I was saying I was looking to get a bit of structure to my training." She said, "Okay, Robbie, give Robbie a shout," and it all came together. And yeah, so it's just I've, I've learned a lot this year. I'm definitely a better runner than I was a year ago, but that. The highlight and the sort of the peak of all that is has got to be Frankfurt, and it was Chris Richardson who's coming on the show. He'll be on the show next week on the TRS and Friends. Chris described Frankfurt as the thinking man's Berlin. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know you look at people who've run times there. You know we saw Derek Hawkins a few years ago have a great run there. 
Dewey Griffiths, I think, last year had a great run there. So it's uh, Craig Ruddy this year. It's uh, and we've had a revel- revelation which we won't we won't mention here, but someone else we know is looking at Frankfurt soon. So it's uh, it's a place to be. We need to see Kyle Gregg go to Frankfurt sometime. Well, fingers crossed, eh? But let's chat about our goals. Well, we'll chat about our goals anyway. But yeah, I would love to go to Frankfurt, especially watching watching you smash it, smash it out as well. And it's a great match. Uh, you know, you like you like you, I can't remember the episode, but it was it was like David At. It was like listen to David Attenborough. <laughs> speak about running you know so uh, that was that's, amazing yeah. so chuffed so and then before we go into you the second highlight I'm just going to throw out there and it's not a time it's not a race but was the Metro Aberdeen coast to coast spending 24 hours running with 70 odd people in, in different legs and I, you know I was up for the 24 hours and that was special and that really showed me the sort of te- togetherness of a running club and you know it was just amazing that how many people got so much out of that was so, so humbling. And I, we raised a lot of money for charity, which is great. You know, big shout Tim Edwards. We're really pleased to be able to help them out and, you know, raise some money to do some really good things for, for kids in Kenya, bring them out and rescue. But selfishly as a running club, it was just, it really brought the club together. And, you know, I, I, it really opened my eyes and reminded me of why I love being part of a running club. So those are my two highlights for 2018. Uh, it's, it's, this inspirational highlights, Tom. I, I can't, I can't say that I'm going to beat that. <laughs> I was like, what are my highlights? I've got no idea. My third, my I'm third. Still hi- living, I'm still living off my Ribble Valley 10k. <laughs> <laughs> my third highlight, my third highlight was also uh, there was a, a, a 50 year old woman beat the Scottish Ultra Trail Champion at the <laughs> Hard Rosetta. That really inspired me. If she could do it one day, I can do it one day. <laughs> hey, I want to see you run an 81-mile race. See how well, you feel, eh? Run, run or walk, make your mind yeah. up. Well, to be honest, Tom, I'm actually just looking at my, my power of 10 to see what the hell I did um, in terms of highlights. <laughs> okay. It's not really much for me, to be honest. I, I did, well, I did Linwood Park run and uh, 1708 <laughs> in August. What else did I do? The Forest Highland Games 10k. In, oh, North District Championship. I got second in that in 3436. Um, what else? Oh, I did the Great Great Aberdeen Run. These aren't my highlights, by the way. <laughs> this, is just, this is just a list. Just a list. <laughs> uh, anyway, Wait, well, go to the bottom of that list. Go to the bottom of that list right now. What? The, what? 2002. You no, know, not the bottom list. The bottom of the. Fifteen hundred meter steeplechase. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, on your on your on your 2018 power of ten, what is on the bottom of 2018? Come 2010. on. When? 2018. 18. This uh, year, you muppet. Oh, a 53 mile race. Of course, it did. Jesus, seven hours. 53. Yeah. That's almost there. Uh, Christ, I was only at mile 20. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody right, bloody bloody national champion, mate. Wait, yeah, I was gonna wait, wait. I did write something down. Hold on, let me see. What did I say? I said right. I'm I'm gonna be selfish here, right? So my top my top result. I'm gonna say three thing, three things. You said three, so I'm gonna say three. Yeah. Um. So my my biggest highlight really was the the Tarawira 100k, uh, which is part of, which was in New Zealand at the start of this year, uh, as part of the Ultra Trail World Tour, and uh, I came fifth in that. Um, which I was pretty happy about. I, I think mainly because the podium, I know it's a podium's the top three, but 
the podium was the top five in this race, if that makes sense. So I got to go to the award ceremony and uh, you know go on the podium and blah blah blah. Um, but uh, for me, that was an unexpected result because I actually thought I was in sixth place until I got to the end. So it was a huge surprise to know that I, I made the top five, and that was my goal going into the race was to get a top five. Um, and it was also my first hundred kilometer as well. And um, and and I trained my ass off for the whole of the winter just to try and do well there. And uh, I, I mean, it wasn't you know I struggled in the last sort of fifteen twenty miles, but. It was a real eye opener, and, and it was also a, a kind of um, a, a real. It was a, it was a p- positive for me because re- I realised I can run long ultra distances. Let's just take out the hard world's eighty-one miler, but it just meant that I could run for a long time uh, for ten hours and, and do pretty well at a, a kind of uh, international level. So, so for me that was that was my number one highlight, uh, and then probably yeah. Getting the the Scottish Ultra Trail champion as well um, at the Highland Fling in April time, so yeah, that that was. For me, I mean, I was going. There was a, there was the main reason for doing that one was to you know get the Scottish champion win the Scottish championships uh, and and try and get a quick time as well and try and get as close to that I suppose as close to the record as I can. I mean, I failed in that part, but um, but. I was. I learned a lot from it. Um, went off of maybe a little bit too hard at the start, but at the end of the day, I got the, I got the Scottish Championship uh, title as well. So that was that was good. And then sec- thirdly would be just going back to the road and uh, winning my first ever marathon at the International Niagara Marathon. Of course. Uh, so that was probably my third one, and that 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 one for me is is. Maybe not necessarily it was the time, but it was the time, but it was the fact that I did Chicago the week before and had a disappointing result there. And then the week after I did Niagara and it was only a minute slower than what I ran in Chicago. But it just gave me the confidence that the endurance that I've been running, you know, the endurance, all that volume that I've been doing throughout the year has stood me in good stead to to run two, uh, okay, decent back-to-back marathons. So. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my uh, highlight, Tom, uh, and probably a, a kind of non-racing uh, or non-running related highlight was uh, in, in terms of competing was the Santa Run, organising the Santa Run, Tom, and uh, getting 450 <laughs> Santas at the start line. So nice. there you go. That's and, and raising money for charity as well. So there's my charitable cause as well, Tom. There you <laughs> right, go. Very, very good. <laughs> Just trying to compete with you. <laughs> What a year we've had, yeah, and yeah. so if we, it's and if we and of course uh, highlight launching the launch of Tartan Running Shorts. Oh God, we forgot about that. We forgot oh, about that. Uh, yeah, that's my CV and everything. <laughs> it's on your Strava. I just saw tonight. <laughs> yeah, God, you've got. I, I, I'm gonna add, add that to it. mine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna add that to mine. I need to create a LinkedIn profile as well. I, I've already that's done that as well, Tom. It's Have you? Okay. LinkedIn. Nice. That's how we've been all these viewers, all those connections I've got on LinkedIn. Nice. Ten connections on LinkedIn. Very good. All right, but yeah, you got to get that get that plastered all over your um, all over your social media streams, Tom. I will do. Or, it. The more listens we get, the merrier. Yes, absolutely. The more listeners, the more hopefully we can we can take this further on. Right. So that was uh, that's our highlights. What about the highlights of the year more nationally? So we talk about athletics in Scotland. So for the, we're building towards the our naming of the 2018 Tartan Shorts 
personality of the year. Tartan running shorts, not tartan shorts. Tartan running shorts. Tartan running shorts. Yeah, I beg your pardon. Tartan running shorts. TRS personality of the year. So give us, give us a, let's give us, open up with a, one of your running highlights, your personalities of Scottish athletics this year. Are we, are we, so we've separated this into uh, disciplines. Yes. We? So we are we just going to crack on with the the results, or are you just wanting me to? Let's uh, my own well, personal one. P- pick out a couple, and we can we'll we'll discuss a couple, then we'll talk about the 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 award winner. Or the for each of the disciplines. Uh, yes. Let's go at each of the disciplines. Okay. Right. So cross country was the first one. Um. Now, we 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 decided. This for just for the listeners, we this is a joint decision. This is I say a joint decision. This is the the tartan running shorts uh, cross country personality of the year. Um, so it was it was a bit of a tricky one actually because we in, in terms of Scottish athletes, we I think they've they've featured well in 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 many of the um, you know many of the, the the kind of European and world races, and uh, some of them have, have managed to get team gold, silver, bronzes. In the GB team as well, but for me, uh, the cross country personal TRS personality of the year, and for Tom, is Anna McFadden getting a team silver under 23 in the European cross country championships. So, so yeah, that's that's what that's what we agreed. Are you happy with that, Tom? I am. I am happy with that. So she, so Anna, was, therefore, is a contender for the. For the overall one, or, or if we then move on to categories on the road, the road was where we found it a bit more difficult. So, you know, um, the the start of the year, an obvious, obvious contender, which to be honest was high on the list for per, the TRS person out of the year, is uh is Fat Simpson, Robbie Simpson, who stormed through the field on a difficult day on the Gold Coast to win a bronze medal for Scotland at the Commonwealth Games, and absolutely. Incredible achievement, uh, surpassing many of the the Scottish greats of marathon running who who never achieved that. It was a, a mixed day. Robbie talked in his interview about how we all saw Callum Hawkins suffer that day. He went out possibly too hard, you would argue, struggled in the heat and sadly collapsed. But Callum looks like he's okay now, which is great. But Robbie is that is a one of the road runs of the year for us to come through like that, run his own race, and take a bronze was was special. Also marathoning, we've had even at this end of the year, Steph Twell, who debuted in Valencia uh, at the start of the month with a superb 2.30, which is the fastest marathon by a Scottish female in six years, I think we said. So absolutely fantastic and one certainly that we would uh, that we, we've recognised. And I'm throwing my own bias in and putting on a slightly different note, my own wife Fiona Bryan in a Scotland vessel winning the Lily Belt Half Marathon in sweltering conditions in I think it was May that that was a run so so those were good Kyle I think you and I agreed though that in terms of the road personality it is I can't remember was it Steph Twiller or Robbie Simpson <laughs> it was Robbie Simpson yes. is our road yeah, personality Simpson, of the year joking joking yeah I know, I know it was Robbie yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I, I've got to admit, Sorry, uh, in terms of in, inspiration I mean Steph's result is, is a great result but but Robbie's was um he, he even said himself he was in for a top 10 and he just executed the race perfectly and waking up uh you know later I mean I watched the first sort of hour and a half and then I just fell asleep 
I woke up and there was all this social media was going crazy and and uh, and then I watched the the rest of the race and it was just a dynamite performance by Robbie. It was just incredible and um, and really just an inspirational performance, yeah. and especially seeing seeing as is you know from when he started. I say started when I first met him when he was like 15 years old at the Scully Hill race to seeing him win a bronze at the Commonwealth Games and and to be so diverse in disciplines as well is just amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not just a one-trick pony. Uh, so, yeah, really in, in fantastic performance by Robbie and it thoroughly deserves the the accolade of the, <laughs> the road TRS personality of the year, which I'm yeah. sure you'll be delighted, delighted about. Um, so, yeah, there, there you go. So, yeah, so the next discipline we have is... We have the ultra running scene. Now, this is quite a difficult one because um, we've we've had some top um, ultra runners in, in Scotland, uh, you know, ranging from Rob Sinclair to Tom Owens to uh, who else have we got? Um, we had the, the Ryan Smith, um, who's an American from Scotland. He did well in the World Trail Running Champs. Uh, also, the, the GB team, in it, which consisted of um, three Scots, uh, secured a bronze, was it a, bro- a silver bronze medal at the World Trail Running Champs this year? Um, so yeah, really fantastic, you know, really good performances by the, the Scots in the ultra running scene. But for me, um, it has to be our, our ultra runner Rob Turner of Edinburgh AC, who also listens to the show. So hopefully, uh, he'll he'll hear about his his accolade as the ultra running TRS personality of the year. Um, Winning a place in the team, the GB team for the World 100km champs is, uh, and, and also winning the Anglo-Celtic plate event in, for Scotland earlier this year as well. Um, so that also incorporated the British uh, 100km championships as well. At the ripe old age of 40-something as well. Now, I can't remember exactly how old he is, but he's 40-something. Um, 42 or something, maybe even older than that, but I don't want to... I don't want to offend him if it's younger than that, so we'll go we'll go <laughs> low first, won't we? <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, well done, Rob, and uh, yeah, I'm sure you'd agree with that, Tom, would you? I do. I mean, I was, you know, I was sitting, I was really hoping that uh, we might see Kyle Gregg, Hard Moretti take that win <laughs> for the Ultra Run of the Year, but Rob, you're a you're a well deserved winner there. Um, so great. So Rob is a uh, Rob is on the shortlist for the TRS Person of the Year. Moving on to our next category of hills, or hill running. So that one was a no-brainer for us. And our, the key performance that we're picking out from a hill running perspective is Charlotte Morgan. Carnetti, who took gold at the, the World Mountain Running Association World Long Distance Mountain Running Champs uh, this, uh, this year in Poland. Uh, a fantastic, she was seventh the previous year. She's, uh, she actually won the Masters Cross Country this year. And uh, yeah, so to go on and win a world title is absolutely fantastic. So that is a no-brainer for us. And uh, congratulations, Charlotte Morgan. You are the Tartan Running Shorts Hill Running Personality of the Year. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so yeah, and that rounds up the disciplines, does it, Tom? We it does. Well, we, we've just got one discipline, which includes our winner. Oh, the track. Track, I forgot about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was more than four disciplines in running. Jeez, there's a lot of disciplines in running, isn't there? Yeah. My God. Um, we haven't put the race walking discipline yet, but something else already. So yeah, we had a couple of um, a, a couple of top contenders really. 
Uh, so Ailish McCoggan for winning the 5K silver at the European Championships and Lauren Muir as well. So Lauren Muir is, had a fantastic season as well, especially at the start of the year. Also combining that with her veterinary degree graduating this year as well. Um, so yeah, I think for, for us, it has to be Laura Muir. Um, now, what she won this year again? She's silver in the World, Indo- World Indoor Championships. And a bronze. Yes, and a bronze, yes. So 15, I think she was, that's right. 1,500 metres in the 3K. Correct. And then in the outdoors, she also won the the Diamond League for the 1,500 metres as well. Um, now, the Diamond League's are top. You know, it's the, it's the, cre- the cream, the creme de la creme, Tom. Um, so it was really good to see her winning that as well. So uh, a fantastic ambassador for the sport. And, uh, yeah, I think we, we TRS agreed that the sports, the running, the TRS running personality of the year goes to Lauren Muir. Absolutely. Well deserved. And what we also, so you, as you say, she won the Diamond League 1500 metres, which is a real show of form through the season. You know, that's, uh, you don't just win that in one race. And also what we didn't mention is she won the European Championships 1500 as well. You know, in a, in what was, a, you know, the Euros, some people knock it, but that was a stiff field she was up against. And yeah, fantastic run. She's a real ambassador and we are, we we think she is worthy of Tartan Running Shorts Personality of the Year. Fantastic. Bravo. Well, we'll just have to get our name on that soon, Tom. Next year. Yes, next year it'll happen. So we'll have to prove ourselves. Absolutely. And the last, this is just a, you know, we this the the award that we want to throw out or well, mention as another. You know, highlight of the year. We just also we mentioned at the time we want to throw another con- a congratulation out to Alex Jackson who who was awarded an MBE for services to cross country in Scotland this year. So well done, Alex. Thoroughly well deserved. We loved having you on the show. Our listeners seem to love having you on the show because the numbers for that episode are high. So uh, so yeah, well done. Well done, Alex. Fantastic. Okay, so there we go. On to the next topic, Tom. So yeah. Um, well, there, we say it's quiet this time of year. There have actually been some race results this week. There has. Now, I think the, the biggest one for me was the Turkey Trot 10 miler. Now, I know we're, we're, we're the Santa run here, the Santa dash, the reindeer dash, whatever you call it. But this one's actually a fairly swift 10 mile race. And um, it was also incorporated in the North District 10 mile championships as well. So we had our good old man, Kenny Wilson. Taking the taking the start line and cracking and beating up beating the course record as well. Uh, so he ran the race in fifty forty something. Um, so a really good good result for Kenny. It's not a PB, but to run that himself is is awesome. Um, and then you might have to delete this. You might have to pause this bit, Tom. I can't find the results. I've got don't worry I've got the oh, results got in front of me oh, yeah, I've got okay. the results well, don't, I will... don't delete it keep it in then that's fine okay so yeah so Kenny won so it was a it was a Mori Roadrunners 1-2-3 and it was a team sim 1-2-3 so uh, athletes coached by big shout out to Carl and George Sim who are big we are big fans of so Kenny Wilson uh, for the win in 50-41 sorry James Wilson uh, Kenny's brother in 54-38 and Ewan Davidson third in fifty-five twelve, so clean sweep for those guys. And I imagine that means they take the North District ten mile team championship gold. 
that that sounds about right, Tom. Um, I'm just looking through some good times by everyone. Um, Donnie McDonnie, Donnie McDonnie, sorry, Donnie, Donnie McDonnie, McDonnie face. Yeah, <laughs> Donnie McDonnie face. Yeah, there we go, McDonnie. Um, so Donnie, good re- good result for for Donnie. Um, this is him in his uh, first years in a veteran forty as well. So taking the the V forty title as well in fifty five thirty one. For the ladies, we also had uh, Christy Rogan as well from my Roadrunners uh, winning the race in sixty four thirty three. So well done, Kirsty. Uh, I also understand that she also did the uh, North North District Cross Country League as well the day before, and I think she she might have won the race. Um, so yeah, good result for for Kirsty. And uh, second was Marie Baxter, JSK uh, Running Clubs. Well done, Marie. Sixty four fifty nine. And in third place was Lisa Allen. Again, a V forty as well, and from Fraserburgh Running Club in sixty six eleven. So. Well done to the girls as well. Fantastic. Yeah, so I think in terms of races, the only the other race that we did have this weekend, we talked about it last week, and I'm only bringing it up out of curiosity. It was the cyclists versus the Harriers on the weekend in Irvine. Did you did, did you see the results? Are they up? Or? So I saw the results, but I don't actually know what they mean. I, I've just got a, It's just a list of names, so I don't know if they beat the cyclists or not. But in any case... They're not a biker if they're running. Well, I think they're running, but I don't know who, whether they beat the cyclists or not. But in any case, for the cyclists first to hires, it was won by Cal McKenzie, Christophe yeah. AC in 26-22. So Callum, after his his uh, medal winning or medal winning run at the East District Champs in Balgownie the week before, coming back from that, Billy Richardson in Irvine Running Club in second place, 27-49, and then Kenny Neal from ARC fourth in 28-05 afterwards. So. Any listeners who know whether the bikes won or lost, please let us know because we are sitting on tender hooks trying to decipher that. I wonder if Callum raced it in a bike then. He might have. I'm not. I'm not sure. The runners. Not sure. That, that'd be interesting. The runners have to cycle and the the cyclists have to run. To run. That that would be a no-brainer. That'd we know be, that cycling. We know cycling. Yeah. Concept, that wouldn't it? Oof, cyclists can't. It's quite cyclists a lot of can't run. Doing it. There's 72 people. Whatever they were. The runners, but they all looking at the results. They all look like they're. Um, oh no, hold on. There is some cy- uh, cyclists. So uh, the first, the top three are um, are running runners. clubs, and then the I fourth see. place guy, David Hamilton, Walker's mm. Cycling Club. So I assume he's a cyclist. Uh, mm-hmm. Air Roads Club, CC Dunlop Cycling Club. Uh, so what I haven't mentioned is the women's results. So on the women's side, the the first female finisher was Tony McIntosh from Air Seaforth in 32.08. Second was Ruth Crew Westerlands in 33.23. And in third place, Aileen Fisher, Air Road Cycling Club, 33.58. So we need to get some more information on this. We've obviously not done our prep properly for this. I I wonder whether the, if it is cyclists running or do the cyclists have to ride a bike but go further? I've got no idea. But what I would say is, that, have you ever heard of the man versus horse? Ah, sorry. Sorry, I will. Yes, I have. Just to stay on the cyclist versus hires. The cyclist versus hires is a race between cyclists and runners and starts and finishes at Irvine Sports Club. The race is roughly five mile long, which takes place on paths and over the moor and includes various obstacles to try and make the event as fair as possible. Ah, so it sounds like it is on bike, but you've got to negotiate things that will be easier for a runner. So, so actually, 
what we can now say for the result is it's a win for the runners then. Three first three runners first three males were runners and the first two females were runners. So get it up ye two wheelers. Yes. That's right. Um kinda of speaking about the you know, that kind of concept. Have you heard of the man versus horse marathon? I have. I haven't done it or yeah, I've heard of it, but you might want to explain more. It's an annual race over 22 miles uh, where runners compete against riders on horseback. Um, the race, which is a shorter distance than an official marathon road race, takes place in the Welsh town of... I can't even say this. It's a Welsh town, mind you. Clan Please Virtue. try. No, that sounds a bit French, doesn't it? <laughs> it yeah, wells it every June. There are man versus horse races in Scotland. There's one at, Yeah, there's one up in uh, Loch Ness, actually. Okay. Uh, and there's also one in uh, the North Island, New Zealand. So, um, but I, I, I've got. The, I remember um, there was there was something about the prize money being. I, I can't remember. It could be the one in Wales actually. Uh, and in fact, it was in 2012. Saw the the return of a, a runner called Hugh Lobb. The, he, this guy was the first runner to beat the horse, and he, he ended up landing a, a 25,000 pounds as a bonus. Oh wow. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, his winning time was, however, considerably down in his winning time from 2004. Um, so, yeah, anyway, he uh, ended up getting a 25k bonus for beating the horse in the one in Wales. Nice. So it must be yeah, quite yeah. hard to beat the, the horse then. Golden as this is, I think our listeners, if you want more information, if you want to Google man versus horse, you can probably find this information faster. I'm not, I'm not doing too well. The... The actual description of Wikipedia is quite confusing. I thought it was twenty the first the the, the first runner to beat the horse uh, was in twenty twelve. Then I looked down at the results and it said that the twenty twelve winner was a horse. So I'm completely baffled by who who actually won. But well, the anyway. horse clearly <laughs> the horse won. Man versus horse. But, the horse won. But the, this guy Hugh Love beat the horse, but he didn't win. But he got a bonus for beating a horse. Maybe he just beat a horse. I don't know. <laughs> he anyway, didn't beat the horse. Work okay. out yourself. I'm bored. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to speak about this anymore. Grand. On to non. So not obviously. Well, that's pretty much the racing news that we want to talk about this weekend in Scotland. The highlight, of course, was the turkey trot. But there was some information. Some interesting Scottish performances overseas. Now. You are our resident ultra marathon correspondent, Kyle. So I'll let you take this one. Yeah, so we had um, actually had a, one of the one of the listeners of the show apparently, um, and the only reason I know this, Tom, this is a this is true, this is a true story. So I I get home this, this today uh, just before we we uh, we started recording the Tar and Running Shorts podcast, and I got a note through the door, and our postie, um, Brad Bradley, he uh, he knows Grant McDonald. And he said that Grant McDonald uh, listens to the podcast and he was running a 24-hour race in the weekend. And uh, I believe he, he, well, he ended it was the Barcelona 24-hour race. And he ran the race and he, uh, he also got um, the qualifying time for the World 24-hour Championships for next year. Um, Very good. So, yeah, congratulations, Grant. Top result. Um, I can't actually, I haven't got the, the time in front of me just now, but... I do believe he, uh, yeah, I think it was one of the top, top all time, uh, twenty four hour times so, in, in Scotland. So when you say you don't have the time, you mean you don't have the twenty four hours? Yes, 
I don't, I don't, but no, so you don't, you don't have the distance, you mean? I don't know his distance, yeah, not time. So his, distance, dis- yeah. So, so his distance was 251.373 kilometres, which is 156 miles for those metrics, for Imperial followers amongst us. So yeah, um, I can't, I'm struggling to do the maths on what that is as a pace, but that's bonkers. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah, so that's a great result for Grant. Um, it's a long bloody way, 24 hours, God. Uh Puts, puts into perspective uh, how how many hours I was running for in my distance. So that's that's an average of six and a half miles an hour. Wow. So it's that, that's quicker than ten minute miling. Yeah. For twenty four hours, that's impressive. Twenty four hours. Yeah. So um, yeah. and that's just an average. So yeah. So well done, well yeah. done, so uh, it Grant. Does, uh, it does put his his time fourth. Uh, I think it's TBC, but um, fourth in the all time twenty four hour list and seventeenth on the GB all time twenty four hour rankings as well. So wow. yeah, um, twenty-four hours is is, is a, a recognised ultra distance as well. So it's not just a random distance mm-hmm. that's uh, that's been or a distance time rather. That's you know yeah. Somewhere. So that's so that's a good result. Um, and then how, hopefully how... that that surpasses the individual guideline standard for the mm. the world championships to be held in Al- Albi in Albi in France next October. Mm, very good. How does your posting know him considering he runs for Garscube Harriers? I can't imagine he's on the same uh, post round. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. He, uh, he just you know you get your delivery notes. So he uh, he sometimes writes me. He's a he's a keen triathlete. Uh, he's also a runner. Um, he's... So what did he, he said your parcels in the bin shed. P.S. Grant McDonald listens to the podcast. Well, no, he gave me two delivery notes. He gave me one, oh, right. one as a note, and the other one actually did have a parcel. He never put it in the woodshed this time. Yeah, uh, had to chap in Sheena's door next for uh, <laughs> for my birthday present, probably. So <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's a birthday present, but you never know. Right? <laughs> oh God! Anyway, we're rambling again. You still haven't found the cowbell, Tom. Um, yeah, I think so I yeah, think well, I was. Yeah. Yeah, great result. Um, great result, Grant. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, I think there was also another. Who else was running? Yeah, GB International Wendy Shaw of Reading Joggers. She took third in 134 miles, which also is the team standard for the World Champ mm. next year. So well done to Wendy as well. I'm sure Wendy doesn't listen to the show, being from, from Reading, but you never know, Tom. You never, never know. know. We'll be going global soon. Indeed. So sticking with distance running not quite as long but other running news this weekend was something kyle picked up on which is this is a very interesting one is that the world record for v or m70 i should say so over 70s marathon was broken this this weekend in 254 23 which is outrageous for this so just a a bit of detail so gene dykes is a, a 70 year old retired computer programmer and uh, yeah, he broke. He ran 2:54:23, which broke the previous record of 2:54:48, which was set by the famous Ed Whitlock, Whitlock when he was 73 years old. So he took 25 seconds off that. Um, that's, I mean, just some stats. That's 6:39 pace a mile. Uh, he's yeah, it's incredible. So very well done, Gene. I'm sure you don't listen, um, but if anyone knows Gene, <laughs> please pass our congratulations to him because that's. Absolutely bonkers to, any, to run that sort of time. If anyone knows Gene and he wants to come onto the TRF show, <laughs> yeah. then we'd be absolutely delighted to have him on. Well, we like, would, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be an inspiration to, to, to hear from, from this guy. Uh, I mean, I mean that's, that's how, crazy, isn't it? 
oh, well, think about how many senior men we know at club level who would bite off a finger to run sub three. Right. And he's 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 six minutes under they would, it. They would bite off at least a finger to to get. That yeah, exactly. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I would bite off a finger if I when I'm that age, if I ever get to that age to to get a time like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, it's interesting. So, I, I was reading the article and yeah, yeah, yeah. He also he also was drug tested as well. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, like you know, you're you, unannounced as well. You know, just chapping on this door and. You know, <laughs> retired guy, you know, it's not like he's going there. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sorry, Gene, we need you to take a piss test. All right, come back in about 40 minutes. Yeah, I know, that's mental. Uh, yeah, so he's been tested twice for banned substances. Once in the competition after a Masters track meet, and once about 18 months ago, testers showed up un- unannounced at his home. So, uh, yeah, incredible. Um, so yeah, he does. He does quite a lot of uh, races. This guy. He's. Uh, he also did the. What did he? October he ran. It was the Toronto Marathon in two fifty five. Uh, so he was only thirty seconds away from the age group record. Then two weeks after, he ran an ultra in San Francisco. <laughs> of course uh, he did. Of course he did. The Verge Skyline fifty. I think that tells you all. All you need to know that it was probably uh, probably quite no, what... a lot of elevation. No wonder he's getting drug tested. I know. This is a this is a spurious case here. Yeah. I, no, I, I'm joking. Yeah. He's obviously it's... obviously it's an incredible case. But that is a challenge to all our listeners who are, let's say, under forty, and you're running. You're not breaking three hours. This is the this is the example. You know, my my first marathon I ran three fourteen, which at the time I was chuffed to bits with. <laughs> I'm now thinking, genius. I mean, blimey. Absolutely, imp- incredibly impressive. What I would say though is, uh, I mean, he's he's just turned, yeah, he's just turned seventy. But the previous record was held by uh, the great Canadian runner Ed Whitlock, um, and he was, was seventy three when he when he got when he got the two fifty four, um, which is crazy. Now, and for, sadly, uh, he's, he's he died um, aged eighty five years old. But um, but I mean even. Even even at that age, he was he was running crazy crazy times. Uh, I think you, you might remember him back in the day when he was fairly. I do, yeah. I mean, age group marks from seventy plus, seventy five, eighty, and eighty five plus age groups. Crazy, like absolutely crazy. Um, my favorite my favorite stat though about this whole thing is he would he was he covered three marathons in the time you covered your last marathon at Hardmore. <laughs> Is I this mean, Ed? Ed is it, No, well, Ed and Gene. Uh, you would have been going faster than me too. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, legends, yeah. legends, these legends guys are. of the sport. Yeah, just show Absolutely. it. Yeah, some interesting stat, stats from Ed Whitlock. I know we're, we're we're going on a tangent here, but his 5K time at eight, 75 years old for Ed Whitlock was 18.45. And his half marathon time, in fact, let's even go back. At 65, he was running a 70, 17.20. Um, when he was, uh, his half marathon time was 1.22 at 70 years old. Wow. 85, 150 uh, at 70, ooh, what was it? Yeah, 68 years old, 251. It's crazy. Anyway, there's some, some stats for you. Just one interesting thing. So there's a photo of the finish line, right, with Gene breaking the world record. And do you know what's on his feet? A pair of vapor flags. Oh, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> they, is it the real ones? Or? Sure. Yeah, it's, 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 the, the, aye, it's the new yeah. ones. It's yeah. a pair of fly, flying vapor flies, yeah. <laughs> Absolute boss. What a guy. What a yeah. guy. Well, kudos to you, mate. Let's get so your, what, let's see if we can get him on TRS. He'd be a, here's, oh god, he'd be ace to have on. He would be ace. Here's a question for Kyle. Are you more impressed with Kipchoge's two oh one or Gene's two fifty four? I think it's a tough I think it's a that tough one. A re- that is a really tough one. Seventy years old. Yeah. That's six 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 thirties for a marathon. That's really really impressive. I mean I, I mean you know what it's like, Tom, like after doing a hard session. Now this is maybe I, I I just I'm trying to understand how hard it would be at that age to run that fast. Think about your you know, unfortunately as you get older, sarcopenia kicks in, so muscle loss kicks in. Now I'm sure he's got a fantastic training regime where he can maintain muscle mass and he looks after his body, he eats the right things, and he, he recovers well. But like when you do a really really hard session, Tom, right, uh, and you try and run the following day. Now, it's really, really tough to run fast, isn't it? It is, yeah. It really is. Now, that's, I, I, I can know that's the only kind of... Or when you're coming back from an injury or something, and yeah. you, you've got no fitness, that's that's how... I'm just trying to compare how it would feel to run that fast at that age in my current state. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, uh, kudos, mate. Kudos, yeah. You're a legend, so... Anyway, so then we we thought that would interest the listeners a bit of a bit of uh, international running news. So I've got a couple other questions now. Just talking about vet, now it's, it's kind of a, a segues into birthday bonanzas and that we're now coming up to our thirty three years old age. So that means we're mid mid thirties now, Tom. Oh, don't say that, mate. And it also means that two in two more years we're going to be a, a V thirty five. Now. I've got a bit of an issue with, with being a veteran at 35 years old. Now, I want to discuss it with you. What do you think about being a 35-year-old veteran in running? Do you think that's good or do you think that's a We talked about this a few episodes ago when Scottish Athletics were uh, seeking input from the running clubs around Scotland about changing Masters to, to 35. And I've had a lot of debates with some people, including... Uh, our man Chris Richardson, he's always jumping in this one because I, I thought it would be a good thing. Because okay, I don't want to be a vet yet, but at the same time, if there's an extra race a year I can run, I'll run it. Now I know some people say, oh, it, it, it means a 35 year old is not that uh, that much of a disadvantage compared to a senior. At 40 is when people think, okay, you start to age does start to affect you. But if there was a, if I had the opportunity to go and run the the Masters cross country in two years' time, I'd be running it. So on that perspective, I think why it's a good thing to give more people opportunity to race. It's good for the sport. Um, what, I under, If I'm honest, I do think 35 is a ridiculous age to be considered a vet. It's definitely too young, for sure. But, um, yeah, so I'm kind of... Anyway, the long and short is I'm on the fence. I think the... Yeah, selfishly, I wouldn't, it would be cool to have an extra races to run, but I do think it makes sense to keep it at 40. What do you think? Um, I'm on the fence as well, Tom. I think it depends on the discipline as well. Like, I mean, I can't see many, you know, short distance runners being able to mix it up with the younger guys uh, at the the age of 35. Now, I don't know. Do you know any 35-year-old middle distance runners? 
in Scotland, or even in the UK, who are doing pretty well. There's very few of them, isn't there? No, I, all very, no, I can't say I do. Yeah. So, so in that respect, but when the further up you go in the distance, the you know, there's there's more of a a lean towards the thirty year old mark in terms of marathons and, and ultras. Mm. Um, cross country, I must say, you know, there's a, there's a couple of guys who are still doing pretty well, and uh, you know, in the the thirty five plus age group, but it's a, it's a lot of the mid, you know, young or under twenty threes, mid twenties, late twenties, um, and yeah. it tails off a little bit after thirty. Um, so, uh, but then equally, you know, I think I'm on the fence too. I think when you look at swimming as well, you know, you, yeah, you become true. a master when you're like 20 or 18. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know exactly how it works, but, uh, but yeah, I suppose maybe, maybe it is, is, is quite a good thing that you're, if you, if overall, um, when you look at everyone's peak, peak performances, it's probably when you reach the, the the early th- your early thirties. Mm-hmm. Would that would that be about? Yeah, that? yeah, I think so. And I mean, is Kipchoge not about thirty five? So that I that in itself, that, I think he's about thirty, is he not? I think he's not one of these guys who no one knows what his real age is. He looks he looks about thirty when you look at, but he looks quite old. But he's I think he's actually yeah maybe he's, he's uh, oh right you're right Tom he's thirty four apparently. So I hope for us. Yeah. So here you go. The free, So talking of track, the 800 meters, the fastest 800 meters by a British V35 this year is 154. Now, if you look at that for overall in Britain, for the same, the same distance, 800 meters, you are looking at. Let me open it up here. You're looking at 144, Jake Whiteman. So you're 10 seconds I'm, I'm slower. Oh yeah, Jake Whiteman. Oh, yeah. Jake Whiteman. So you got ten. So ten seconds slower for V45 compared to the senior men's rankings, and ten seconds is a huge amount of time over 800. But then when you go to marathon, I would hazard a guess that it's not that the difference is not that much. So marathon quickest time of the year is Mo Farah. Mo himself is V35. Is he? Yeah. So there you go. So that says it all. So so your point is spot on. Is once you get up to half marathon, marathon, that it becomes a much more level playing field. I guess you're not after such raw speed there there's a couple other um, stats for you Galen Rupp's 32 Bekele's also 36 so mm. we've still got time in our hands we do we do have still have time in our hands I, I never I never I, again I've got another question for you Tom now go for it we're called a veteran a veteran in running or are we a masters athlete what are we I, I, do you know, I'm someone who likes, I like the use of vet for 40 and master for 50. I like that using the two different terminologies, but I think I'm actually in the wrong there. I think it's technically a master's for anyone who's over the the introduction of age group categories, I think. So I think once you get to 35 or 40, whatever, whichever, depending where you are, that is where you're, you're considered a master's, and that's when you get into different classifications of master's, so M40, M50, M55, etc., so, but I, I think yeah. I like the term. I, I like the term master, though. I think it's quite a, is a cool term. Uh, yeah, I, I just should we not just call everyone a masters in, a masters athlete rather than a veteran? Because uh, like, for possibly. example, the British Masters Athletics Champion, champion British Masters Cross Country Championships. It's not the British Veteran Cross Country Championships. True. Um, yeah, true. I just, I, I just think we need to use the same terminology for each, for for each age group rather than just. 
mixing it in between veteran and, and masters. Mm. Um, veteran just sounds like you've, I don't know, it's like you're, you've just come back from the, you know, your, <laughs> the war. War, you know. It's, yeah. It's not as, uh, <laughs> it's not as, it's not as grand as that, to be honest. Yeah, it's not a master and commander. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's so so let's make here's a decision we'll make from from now on on TRS we'll refer to masters only. There we go. There we go. Let's see if we can remember that then. TRS <laughs> promise. There we go. Right. Uh, so another just another short bit of uh, athletics news. We had Saul Sweeney was was racing uh, a three k in Cardiff uh, and he had a he came home with a huge PB of eight minutes dead to finish second in the race. That also puts Saul around 14th place in the all-time list for the men's 3,000 metres indoors uh, in Scotland. So well done to Saul Sweeney for smashing his, um, uh, swapping his cross-country spikes for the indoor spikes. And we also had uh, one of the North runners from Stornoway, Conor McQueen, was also fifth in that race with a superb PB of 8.24 as well. So well done, Conor. Fantastic. Okay. Good to so, see that. Good to see that signalling the start of the indoor season, I suppose. We haven't really chatted about indoor uh, running yet, have we? So, what's your take no. on indoor? Have you ever done an indoor race before? No, I haven't, and I'm not. I have no interest to. Why not? That tight bend, I can just see it wreaking havoc with my uh, with my knee. I just don't like the. I, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm not. Well, you know me. I don't really race on the track anyway. So the thought of doing. I don't know, doing an indoor for an indoor sake doesn't, it really doesn't do anything for me. I've got a lot of respect for the people who compete indoors properly, but no, nah, it's not for me. Fair enough. You? Uh, well, my PB for 1500 metres is indoors. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's because, I mean, it's there's no wind. The conditions are exactly the same. You know, every time mm. you race in, indoor, unless the only real variable is, uh, is the athletes you're competing against. And, it's, it seems to, it's a little bit more uh, chaotic on the on in the indoor track because the bends are a lot tighter, uh, mm-hmm. mainly due to the the shorter distance per lap. So it's a, usually a two hundred meter track rather than a, a four hundred meter lap. Um, mm-hmm. So in a fifteen hundred meter race, you would usually go around the track uh, how many times? Just under four laps. Uh, obviously, when you're racing indoors you're going around the track about eight times so yeah it's uh yeah you can get a little bit dizzy around the track uh obviously 16 times in a 3k and um, so yeah but I, I, it's, I think you should give it a go tom you never know okay maybe i'll maybe i'll wait till, i'll wait till i turn 35 or 40 whichever the number is and i'll go to the masters indoor champs exactly yeah or you can do less in fact you've got a lot of disciplines to do really you, you need to do a hill race you need to do an ultra race. Well, still done. I've done plenty of hill races, just not this year. When have you done a hill race? I was uh, second at the Kermelin Hill Race a couple of years ago. Did you? Yeah. That's not I was really beaten that. by. Uh, wow, well, okay. Really a hill race, is it? Beaten by James Espy. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I will do a hill race this winter. There you go. The UTMB, let's let's uh, combine your, your hill and your ultra race. <laughs> We can talk it's, about 2019 but, goals next month. Yeah, we can. I think we're going to leave it. <laughs> we're rambling on today. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll ramble about our goals in, later on in the, the year, the start of next year. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, other than that, Tom, what else have we got? Have we got anything else we need to chat about? We do. So, running rants. We've had uh, our man Rob Turner has been in touch, and he's given us a rant, which is, thank you, Rob, for getting in touch. Delighted to have that. Rob's point is, shorts over tights, 
or shites. <laughs> Discuss. So it's that time. It is that time of the year where everyone's layering up, and the what is? Well, actually, I won't give my opinion on it, but you now start to see people in long sleeves and tights and hats and gloves and in shorts over tights. So Kyle, shorts over tights, shites. What do you think? Uh, well, I think when you're wearing shorts over tights, I think it depends on who you are. So a footballer, for example, you'll see them wearing shorts over tights all the time. Now, that's okay because they usually... Why? Because they're footballers. They wear long shorts anyway and they get cold. I mean, I'm not being funny, but the long socks that footballers wear, it's a bit, it's a bit unnecessary, isn't it? Is it not just to hold their shin pads in place? Well, you can hold your shin pads in place if you've got your tights on as well. You stick your shin pads underneath your tights. And... But footballers don't play in, sh- in tights, do they? Nah, not really. In training, they Just probably... training, training, yeah, fair yeah. enough. I understand, like, I mean, everyone's got their own. I mean, come on. I mean, we're we're taking the piss out of footballers wearing shorts over the tights. I'm saying I, 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 I'm not taking the piss out of them, but we wear short shorts when we go out for runs. And I remember yeah. when I was in school, I used to wear short shorts in my training runs, and, and you know I'd never do that now. But the amount of abuse I got when I ran past <laughs> when I ran past all the smokers at the, at the wall, you know, <laughs> my short, oh no, it wasn't that. They were they were throwing their cigarette butts at me and telling oh, me to really? put my oh, pants on. So, uh, so yeah, uh, now nah, for me, for runners, I just don't see the point of wearing shorts over your your your, your tights. I, I don't really get it. I mean, unless I agree, uh, unless you've got a massive bulge that you need to, you don't want to shock anyone with, then. Enough, <laughs> but, but I don't just wear a pair of fucking running tights. Yeah, I don't understand. Don't, don't I don't understand. Exactly, I don't understand why you put a pair of shorts over tights. I mean, it's it's it serves zero purpose. I mean, Absolutely zero purpose. The only, I mean, even even in Storm Diana, whatever the hell it's called, if you just wore a pair of running tights, <laughs> Deirdre. Yeah, it's Storm Deirdre, whoever it is. Uh, you wear a pair of running tights. You're gonna get a bit of a cold, a cold kind of, a cold groin area anyway. But yeah, a cold, a, a chilly, a chilly, a chilly willy. A chilly willy. Yeah, let's just let's stop beating around the bush here. Yeah, uh, but if you're concerned about if you're concerned about a chilly willy, there's other ways around that. I underwear, a sock, you know that. Two a pair of shorts, of eight, shorts, two pairs of box shorts, a pair of shorts over your tights is doing you nothing for a chilly willy why didn't you just put the shorts underneath uh, and then put your tights on and then you look like you've got a nappy on yeah that's even worse eh? yeah actually that's something I would never consider shorts under tights that defeats the point of of tights I think shorts over tights are shite to be (laughs) honest like I've got no I have it's whenever someone rocks up with that you think come on man just I mean it's I would say that's a fashion faux pas, and I'm certainly the one to make comments on that. But I think shorts over tights is is a is a no go. Uh, yeah, I I think I agree. Um, I don't. Yeah, if there's any other benefits that are out there for wearing shorts, then then let us know. Put it this way, right? You wouldn't wear shorts over tights just out and about. Would you wear short shorts out and about? On holiday, you might. I cruise around. Cruise around. What, about, what about just a pair of long johns? Just rocking, rocking a pair of long johns in your running shorts. <laughs> That'd be funny. 
That would, that would be that that would be the equivalent. You know, people who were like uh, some like some guys who were like an old gilet and just like like a shooting gilet about. It's like, all right, we get it. You go shooting. That's the equivalent of someone doing that, walking around in a pair of long johns under short shorts. <laughs> like, look at me, I'm a runner. That's what uh, that is. You got another cracking one for you, right? Is uh, I've got this. I still got this pair of, of running tights. Do you remember when you used to get the running tights and, the, and they had like a you could you had you could put them underneath your socks. It was like a oh this ah the stirrup the stirrups yeah yeah I had a, I've got a pair of them I've got a pair of Vega Vega stirrups oh Vega nice <laughs> but they 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 they've got like stars as a reflection the oh, nice. reflective uh, material and they look horrendous I mean they're about twenty they're older than my tartan running shorts um <laughs> so I have to get them out and. You know what I could do? I could put my my my, my Vega running uh, stirrup tights on, and then put my tartan running shorts on. Mm. That'd be quite yeah. good, look, wouldn't it? Walk about the, be a... walk, walk about Aberdeen wearing those. <laughs> what do you yeah. reckon to Ron Ron Hill tracksters? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think to be honest, the, the proof's in the name, isn't it? You know, how old's Ron yeah. Hill now? How old's how old are those tracksters? Yeah, they're, I mean tracksters, they're old. they're pretty. Yeah, but you still see them kicking about, tracksters. Oh yeah, I mean to be to be fair though, I mean they, they, they are they're rec- they're reputable brand, like you know they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah, but it's like what? Ron Hill in them, you know. My, my what I don't understand about the tracksters are what are they? They're not tights and they're not tracky bottoms. They're like a kind of half tight. They're just tight enough that they're not. You know they're not. They're not baggy, but they're not tight. They're somewhere in the weird in between. It's for guys who've got big boobies, big willies. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting edited out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a similar note, three quarter tights on males. No, no. Now I no know go. a couple of people who wear them, and I'm too scared to tell them, mate. Come on, get get them off. They look awful on you. Three Why would you wear them though? Males. No way. Unless you're European in the continent, maybe, but British Even guys on the three quarter tights. So I agree, bend them. So here's another here's one for you that we're we're now we've ventured off sorry Rob, we've ventured <laughs> off your shorts or tights debate just down to general running fashion. Base layer underneath a vest at cross country. Yeah, I, I, I think that's okay. Do you okay? Yeah. Because it can be, it's, it can be hellishly cold out there. And uh, if you're doing a race, for example, like what else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do to warm your shoulders up? Yeah, fair. And it's not- I, I, I tend to agree. I think, I think it's. I don't wear one because I think I feel better in a vest. But I get it can be bloody cold out there. So that's it. To have a base underneath, as long as you get your club colours on, you want to throw a base layer. Fine. I must, I must say though, I like the the, the 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 less clothes I've got on, the better. So I like to feel <laughs> naked when I'm when I'm when I'm racing, as right. as naked as I can be. I mean, if I had the option of going naked and it was we, we could we just ran about, walked about, worked about, worked naked, then that would be okay. But what do you think? Do you like to wear be as light as possible, or do you? Are you... Uh, I like yeah, I like to be light as possible. I mean, I've got some pretty short shorts and a. The club vests are pretty light, so yeah, wear light shoes. No one wants to feel like they've got heavy weight on. But yeah, I agree with you. That's why I don't tend to wear a base layer unless it's absolutely Baltic. That would, I mean, even then, I can't remember the last time I wore a base layer under a race vest. No, 
I've got another another question for for you. So Kenny, we obviously gave Kenny Wilson a shout out on the for winning the tartan the tartan running short. No, the t- tartan running short's ten miler. No, that's not 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 a thing. The turkey chop <laughs> no. ten miler. Now yeah. he, uh, I was looking at his. Uh, I think he put up a post and he got a bit of stick for wearing uh, arm sleeves, arm warmers. D- did he wear arm warmers? Wore Good arm, lad. Arm warmers and somebody somebody posted. <laughs> And they're like, what they should, hey, do you know who it was? It was, do you remember Kyle Cowie? He used to be a really good, he was a good junior hill runner, a good 10K runner as well, cross country. Okay. Um, so so he was like, what, what? Because he hasn't been running for for a while now. And he was like, what? Are those, are those running tights on your arms? <laughs> and he, huh. he was also wearing short shorts and his vest, but he had these arm sleeves on. Uh, what's your view on that? Now, I know what your view is because you wear arm sleeves. But so I- come on, what, what's the reason for them though? So I wore them in Frankfurt because it was Baltic at the start, and I was I wanted something that I could quickly remove, and I did think I would remove them. I also wore them years ago when I ran the Boston Marathon, and it was bloody cold, and I did remove them halfway through. I think they're great in the sense you, if you you know, a base layer is too thick, you don't want two layers on, but sometimes you just want to keep your arms warm, and I I would wear them again. To be honest, I wear them again on a cold day because you could roll them down, you could pull them off. You know, it's it's a very versatile bit of kit. But does it not look... I mean, Kenny pulls it off pretty well, but... It does How dare you, bit, sir? It, 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 <laughs> it does look a bit weird, do you not think? I mean, it depends. Obviously, Kenny Kenny's obviously got guns that pull pull it off. Well, that's... I, mean, can't, I mean, you know. your biceps are still showing with the arm sleeves, aren't they? So... Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I think I think they're I think they're good. A lot of... Do not, ultra runners not quite often wear them. Eh... To be honest, I've, I've worn them as well. I just remember <laughs> okay. I wore them at Davos. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. And it was cold. You're... So, you know, I agree with your point. I do. I just wanted to ask what your opinion was. But I, I think they're they're fine. They've got a, they've got a decent purpose. Um. So yeah, good debate, Tom. Great. So that that was a, a superb rut runs off this week's t- TRS fashion update then. Now that's something that we, we we want to do is start doing some product reviews. So if anyone, any uh, companies out there have got any products they want us to review, <laughs> you know, yeah. free to send it over. Um, so yeah, we're going to start uh, introducing that in in next year's episodes. Yeah. Uh, as so well. so yeah. So I mean, if you've got a pair of shites you'd like Kyle to to wear about, you know, that'll be fine. Absolutely, and a pair of uh, three quarter leggings for Tom. <laughs> Touche. Oh, me. Anyway, uh, other than that, we've got a couple of races coming up. There's not a huge amount coming up, to be honest. Uh, we have, this weekend, we've got the usual park runs. Um, there's the Nairn Turkey Trot on the on Boxing Day. Uh, Fanon 10k in New Year. I'm just thinking the festive. We've got the Tilly 10k on the, tw- we've got the Tilly 10k on the 28th of... December, which is looking quite tasty, I believe we're going to have Jamie Crow, Robbie Simpson, and apparently a very quick Canadian guy lining up at that. So that's that's exciting. We've got um, it's a Canadian guy, Kevin Blackley, I think. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I, I've been informed. I've been informed by the gentleman at PH Racing that that is a that he's a quick guy coming up, who's coming in for it. So that should be exciting. It's coming. I'm really. Canada, yeah. I don't. Yeah, well, it's the Patilly 10K. It's a fast, you know, big, big race on the circuit now. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes. I think I'm hoping this becomes a a festive race fixture. Um, so yeah, well done to to the PH Racing guys. 
there's as you say, Ron Fannin. That's a, a good rust buster on the second of January, locally up here. Entry still open. Okay. Is there not a race around? Is there not a race in uh, Musselburgh? Ah, uh, no idea. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. If, if you don't, uh, we haven't really looked, done our research, but I, we did um, speak about a few some a few of the Santa run some of the festive races coming up. Uh, we did last week. So, but yeah, check uh, Scottish Athletics, the fixtures, and run ABC. They, they're usually quite good at telling you what's about. Um, but yeah, there's quite a lot of um, festive club races as well that happen. You know, Forest Hires have got the Christmas uh, handicap. Nearing Roadrunners have got their mm-hmm. nearing Turkey Trot. Bankery also have a a Turkey Trot yeah. or a 5K race as well. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few races that are coming up. Um, I'm sure that you can jump on board to as well. So so that's that. Good. So anyway, well, with that in mind, we're obviously, next week's a pre-recorded show, so Merry Christmas, listeners. We hope you have a great festive period and get some good running. For those of you who are 17, what is it today, 17 days into Markathon, keep going, you're almost there. Five, how many, how, how often do you have to run? Is it 5k a day, is it? 5k a day, yeah. Ah, piece of piss. Are you, are you still on for Markathon? Have you had a day off this month? Ah, I've had too many days off. All right, I'm still on. I'm oh, yeah. still in. I did. I wasn't really, to be honest, I wasn't really following it. So I, wa- I wasn't either, and it only realised on someone was telling me about it, our work Christmas night out on Friday. I was like, wait a minute, I have I actually haven't run. I've run every day of December as well. So yeah, I'm still in the game. Good idea, mate. Good idea. At least that makes one of us. Right. So on that yawn from Kyle, that instigate that indicates the the time to wrap up. So oh, if you would like to my birthday, uh, not my birthday, uh, to bed <laughs> birthday, <laughs> which. So uh, if you if you if you would like to get in touch with us, please do tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com Facebook is at tartanrunningshorts and Twitter is at tartanshorts. Fantastic! Thank you for listening again, everyone, and yeah, have a good Christmas and, and New Year, and uh, yeah, stay in touch for some of the uh, cup, the next couple of episodes that are going to be coming on coming on the show. So here we go. Happy Christmas! Bye. Merry Christmas. Thank you.